This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. Welcome. I hope you're having an incredible week. And this is an analysis. It's kind of simple. And it's a comparison because property taxes would kill your investments if you don't keep track of what you're doing. And this is part of the reason why investing in different jurisdictions matters when it comes to cash flow and profitability. If we take a look, what I did is I took a, a look at three different locations. I looked at the province of New Brunswick, a place in Fredericton called Fredericton, New Brunswick. I, I took a look at uh, Nova Scotia, where we invest, and I took a look at my hometown here in uh, Blenheim, Ontario, Canada. And I assumed we had a $500,000 property evaluated uh, for tax purposes. In New Brunswick, it's right around 2% per year in property taxes, or $10,000 per year. $10,000 per year to own a, a, a investment property in Fredericton. That's just taxes. In my location, where I'm living right now, it's close to that. It's $9,000 a year. That's, that's a lot of money. And when I look at Nova Scotia, uh, one of the municipalities we're involved with, it's $4,400 per year. So the difference there is $5,600 per year if you invest in a lower property tax region. That equates on a $500,000 property to $466 a month in extra cash flow. Now, if you take that over the course of 25 years, uh, the difference is well over $100,000 in uh, money taken out of your pocket and put into municipal coffers. Now, it's important also to, you know, compare services. You say to yourself, well, okay, big deal. It looks cheaper, but, you know, are there any roads? Is there water? Is there sewage? Is there... Yes, to all those. Um, They're comparable services. We're talking a modern community where... um, they've done a better job of cutting overhead. They have less costs, less employees. In many cases, it's small town, smart thinking. They're they're intelligent people. Now in Fredericton, there's a provincial tax that goes on the municipal. So it's a bit of a strange thing in New Brunswick, but it still equates to, you know, what's gonna be out of your uh, pocket should you invest in a property in this region. So property taxes has a way to kill your investments and cash flow slowly over the long range. And and incompetent municipalities will continue to be so. So they will continue to uh, cause you grief because they will continue to increase taxation. The second part to this uh, formula I want to talk about today in cash flow comes from inflation. I did an earlier podcast where I talked about how inflation is a personal matter. So you have a personal inflation rate, and there's the one that's published by the government, which is pretty meaningless because it really doesn't have anything to do with what you're spending each day on your goods and services to keep yourself alive and your family and what you need to do to live. 
if we take a simple look at rent, and when rent, when rents, it, it's a very simple formula. In Ontario, for example, uh, rent controls are say 2%, inflation is nine, nine minus two is seven. You're losing 7% per year on the value of the cash flow you're getting from those properties, 7% a year. Now, you can try to recoup those in other ways. You can be more efficient in your heating and cooling if you're, if you're a landlord and you're paying for heating and cooling. You can uh, look at more efficient ways to manage different things. But generally speaking, uh, you're cut off from the opportunity to increase rent to at least match inflation. So um, the people that are living in your units are getting the benefits in many cases from their employer of higher wages and salaries. But you as a landlord are facing higher costs to maintain roof, um, HVAC, heating and cooling, all the costs that go with becoming or being a landlord and owning uh, real estate investment properties. And this is also a concern if you're involved in the public markets and you're investing in REITs where the, um, the REITs are actually owning apartments across Canada where there are rent controls in many jurisdictions. Now, Nova Scotia next year is going to increase the ability to raise rent to five by 5% 5 if a apartment. Uh, in Nova Scotia and many provinces, you can raise rent um, to market rates when a tenant leaves. But there has been continual talk of sort of tying rent controls to the building, not the tenant. So that even if a tenant leaves, you're still, in some cases, there's a proposal to have you be required to maintain the rent within those uh, guidelines. It has nothing to do with reality. And that is really the primary concern of these two factors I've discussed. Property taxes are never, ever looked at by um, elected officials as an issue when it comes to investing. It's just not their motivation. It's about it's like a credit card. They just want to increase the amount of money they take from you. And the second thing, inflation is a silent, creepy kind of killer of cash flow, because many times landlords don't look at that. You, as investors, you don't consider that as part of the equation when you look at costs. So when you calculate your costs per year, what it costs for heating, cooling, uh, you know, electricity, keeping up the, the building any other repairs, management, all those costs, you have to add in an inflation cost. What is the inflation? I mean, you're already adding in property taxes. On the side, you need to add inflation so you have a good idea of really what's happening with your the true value of your cash flow. Because if you don't do that shortly, you'll be looking at other investments saying, well, why am I investing in this property only receiving this return? And you have to get the actual return you're getting back to make a decision on whether or not it's a good investment. And that's one of the issues with REITs. It's important that, you know, you look at property taxes and the people owning or running the companies for you, because you're, you're an owner if you own shares in a REIT, what are they doing and saying? And that's why when we looked at the European residential REIT, which by the way is getting killed right now, yeah, I think it was like 250 last time I checked, and, and uh, I'm looking to buy some shortly. I continually buy. Remember, don't do anything without talking to your investment advisors. But um, in that REIT, the tenants pay utilities and they pay for many of the repairs. So there's a there's some built-in protection there in certain situations. But the long story short, um, 
think about it. Be be top of mind when you look at investing in a community or a, a province or with a REIT that invests in certain provinces. There are REITs that focus on New Brunswick that I would never invest in because of the tax issues, the tax implications, which which to me are just are just unbelievably unacceptable. So the two factors I want you to look at are property taxes as well as the ability or inability to raise rents based on inflation. Make sure you put those in your formula before you decide whether a public or private investment is one that you want to make. Remember, you can go to investlikeahoneybee.com and pick up all the free services and register for my newsletter that comes out every Monday. I'm Hank Svack. I'll see you next time.